I find that maybe when we are relying on ourselves, we ask God to help us with certain things mm. because we've got the rest. It's like sometimes if we're doing it in our own um, strength, we can go, oh God, can you just help me with this? But really we've got a lot of other things that we're holding close. Mm. Like we are still aware of our weaknesses, but we need to have it all out. And when you really feel surrounded by the presence of God, you just know that He is so good. Hello and welcome. I'm Tanya Reason and this is The Gospel According to Mum, the show where we discuss the transformational work done in us by Jesus Christ as we live out motherhood and discipleship with Him. My guest today is Rachel Bayard. Rachel is a married mum of three children under seven and very much in the thick of motherhood. She's a full-time mum at home, homeschooling her eldest children, and she's been a mother's group leader and taken on various leadership and decision-making roles within her church over this time. In part one of this episode, Rachel shares from her rapidly forming story of motherhood and how it has been a catalyst for a personal relationship with God, which has emerged from the foundational faith she received from her own parents. Already, she's faced a season of infertility, high-risk pregnancy and chronic illness, and through it all is learning to lean on a relationship with God that is all her own. Good morning and welcome, Rachel, to The Gospel According to Mum. Thanks for being here this morning. Oh, thanks, Tanya. It's a pleasure. It really is. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're still saying that. <laughs> Walk away sobbing. <laughs> no, it'll be wonderful. I haven't done my job if you're not crying, honestly. <laughs> I realise that even just talking to um, another mother around Jesus is actually not super common because it's mm. easy to connect with another mother over, um, you know, quick complaints about motherhood or, you yeah. know, joking about how it's all going really wrong. Yeah. Um, so it is actually... Sometimes it's not a joke. It's not a joke, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like a quick way to connect with another yeah. mother. But this is so much more fulfilling to be talking about. Oh, that's good. Jesus, yeah. well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. We, I mean, our days are full of, of mothering, aren't yes, they? Yes, absolutely. And, um, and that, that tends to be all we talk about. Yes. I, I was chatting to another mother and with, with children around our children's age, mm. and she said, I, whenever I talk to another adult, it's like I can't stop talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of the things yes. that we've been yes. waiting and storing yes. up just come tumbling out. It doesn't matter if it's an appropriate set of ears. Absolutely. Or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is It is nice to come and sit and talk about God because we yeah. don't get a lot of time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're a, a fresh perspective in terms of the podcast because um, everybody that I've spoken to so far has been um, mothers who are much further on in their journey. Yeah. And you and I are much more on an equal footing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, your story is, is, is still very much in, in Genesis Absolutely. As a mother with, with Jesus. <laughs> just still asking for the wisdom. I don't actually think I have it yet. <laughs> is it coming? <laughs> um, but but we'll, we'll follow a similar sort of trail because, mm. um, you know, it's, it's really good to, to see what things are similar, mm. actually, at, you know, when you're actually in it mm-hmm. to what, you know, the reflections would be, yeah. you know, further down the track. 
So if we can start with where you were in your faith before you actually became a mother, mm. um, if we walked into church, um, just as Rachel was contemplating motherhood, <laughs> where would we have found you? Um, I would say, well, I grew up very much surrounded by the Christian faith, mm-hmm. um, which is such a blessing and a gift. I don't know if I would have said it was a gift back then, but I know now that it it really is a gift. So I definitely had, I don't know if I'd say full understanding, but a lot of knowledge of what this whole following Jesus thing was about. And I suppose sort of as I got older, I, I think because just the way that I am made, I struggled with connecting the God that I had been taught about with sort of like, how does it relate? How does he relate to me now? Like what, how does this make a difference in my life? I don't necessarily think that I experience him. So I was a little bit stuck on that kind of, I don't hear him. I don't see him. So I, it's not that I doubt that he's there. I just, felt a disconnect between a really personal relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think that can, when you've got that little struggle, it can either go one way or the other. And I think for a while I was in the bitterness, cynical stage of right, um, okay. faith. And I was, I was probably a bit grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have been grumpy if I was yeah. sitting in church, um, if you saw me. Mm-hmm. Um just because I couldn't quite understand how other people could, you know, be expressing that they had a very personal relationship with God and I couldn't. Mm. Um, so just a bit of disconnect there. It's interesting that made you grumpy and not disbelieving. Yeah, never. I think like, that is Where the... is my relationship? Yeah, yeah than definitely. This is all rubbish. I think that really strong root of faith um i i can genuinely say i've never doubted Mm. that he is god and he will be god no Mm. matter what i feel about it right yeah which is also kind of a handy thing but yeah instead of you know going i've got to dig further into finding out about who jesus is it sort of sort of probably took a back seat and yeah, maybe just sat and watched other people and thought, why do I not have a similar experience, Hmm. I suppose? Yeah. Okay. And so sort of fast forwarding, you got married, but was motherhood something that was a plan before that for you or how did it sort of Mm -hmm. manifest for you? Well, I think since a very early age, I knew that I wanted to be a mother And I actually was a person that had no sort of dreams in terms of career. Like I was never, I never knew what I wanted to do except Mm -hmm. for being a mother. Right. Okay. And that could be because I was raised by a mother who mothered full time. And, you know, that was very um, deeply ingrained into me. But yeah, I, I'd always wanted to be a mother. So I suppose sort of, you know, after leaving school I didn't know what I I was sort of just 
wasting time until I became a mother, I guess. <laughs> you were resting. <laughs> resting I and preparing. certainly wasn't aiming high, that's for sure. <laughs> Although it depends how you look at that. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's so Motherhood true. is certainly a... Yeah, maybe I should have aimed a bit high if I knew what I was in for. <laughs> I wouldn't have been looking forward to it so much today. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, I feel like I had no real direction except for hopefully getting married and having a family. And then I did get married, which was lovely. Um, and then, yeah, I, I guess that was the next step and, you know... I suppose we thought, oh, well, we'll be sensible and wait a little bit of time before we try for a family. I don't know. Um, And then sort of once we decided to have children, it took, you know, probably 18 months after that before I fell pregnant. And then, yeah. You were away. Fell pregnant a couple of other times too. (laughs) (laughs) How was that, that waiting for you, if I can ask? Yeah. Did you find it difficult to wait or was it much more of, well, I know this is what I'm going to do, so I'm just going to sit tight and, and let God direct? Or um, It became a bit difficult. I think sort of the waiting was in terms of before we were trying to get pregnant was okay mm-hmm. because I just assumed that when you want to have a baby, you'll just have a baby. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know... From my experience, I wasn't sort of, I didn't know anyone that had had trouble having a baby. Or I suppose when you're younger, you know, it's not the kind of thing that older mothers would just openly share with you. Mm. Maybe that's the time or, you know. Yeah. Um, so the waiting before was fine because I knew that was it was coming. So mm. it it wasn't um, difficult, but then sort of when we started trying it, it didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay, that's not exactly how I thought it was going to go. And then I suppose that sends you into um, sort of going, okay, what's going on here? Like, what do I do with this? I don't know what else to do with myself. Like, this is what I was going to do. I don't ever remember being bitter about that with God Mm. it would have it did turn me towards God I would say Mm. in terms of going okay I've I've got a request (laughs) um and I suppose yeah I was sort of pretty comfortable in my life so I think when you're comfortable you don't tend to have like come to God, like it doesn't mm. force you towards God mm. with genuine requests. And I know that's not what God is for, but in terms of having a relationship with him and coming towards him. Yeah. I suppose that that's when I was like, Oh, I think, I think I need some help. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. You said help just as you were talking. I was thinking about how our relationships formed so many times we, we make friends with someone based on need don't we yeah it starts out that we have a problem Mm. and this unexpected person comes in to solve it and suddenly you know and there's so many stories here and then we were firm friends for 20 years you know like yeah it's almost it almost seems a a set-up pattern yes that we should come looking for help yes um maybe that's a a, because it's humbling 
Yeah. I don't know. It's yep. like you're not actually in control of it. There's nothing like motherhood or trying to enter motherhood yes. to teach you that you have no control. Yes. Yeah, being able to talk to, like it opens up the prayer life, mm. you know, that may have been nothing much in particular. Yeah. Um, and like sort of as you pray, and it, especially about praying about something in particular over a period of time, your prayers change. You, It's not just, I want this. Why isn't it happening? You Like, God really changes your heart mm. um, when you pray and when you pray consistently. And I do think that for my husband and I, we both, it did grow our faith. Mm. And then when we did get pregnant, there was something in the scans that made it a high-risk pregnancy. And then because we'd already kind of established a prayer life, mm. <laughs> it's like, well, we didn't, we didn't freak out. We knew where to go. Right. And I, and I know that that did something within us as well, just that trust. I think that trust mm. is a, was a big thing. You said a lovely line. You said it's kind of like an extreme sport, trusting God. <laughs> yeah. That you could fall off at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is a kind of wonderful feeling being able to trust not yourself, <laughs> you yeah. know, when you feel like, and sort of obviously that pregnancy and marriage, it can, can feel really like, it's just your problem like no one else can really do anything about that um so having a god who is faithful and trustworthy is very significant and so did it did that impact the way that that you sort of prayed together as as a husband and wife that you had this sort of collective yeah i think so and i think it was so encouraging to watch my husband grow in his faith Mm -hmm. I think that's a really um, unique relationship marriage that to watch someone else grow as well like Mm. I just think just the way we talked was different Mm. and the way we encouraged each other was different because if I was kind of having a freak out you know he would be like no it's okay yeah we trust we trust that God has this under control and like that's really special Mm. because you you both, that's just life. We're both at different um, kind of stages in our, you know, what what's going on in our mind. But to have someone else there that is walking through life with you, also having trust in the Lord can just go, no, it's okay. Mm. We can pray about it. We, we're trusting. And it's sort of, yeah. Marriage is really cool. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I've definitely found that because my husband and I are very, uh, it's difficult to say, we are very different characters, Mm. but very well suited. Mm. And to watch God work in his life and compare it with the way God comes to me and draws me to him Mm. has been incredibly encouraging because it's completely different. Yes. And so suited yes. to the way my husband thinks. Yes, absolutely. Know, and it's sort of shown me more about who he is as mm. well. God's revealed him to me in different ways by the way that he speaks yes. to him. And it's not yeah. about trying to get your partner to understand what you're 
understanding about God. Mm. Like I think, you know, different stages I've been like, oh, I don't know what to do because I don't think you're getting it like I'm getting it. (laughs) (laughs) But then there'll be other things that I'm not getting that he's getting. Mm. God is very individual in the way he he teaches us. Yeah, yeah. There have been times where I thought, you're not being mystical enough. (laughs) And then at other times, he is rock solid. Yes. And has pulled me back from the brink at times. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think... (laughs) Good thing you're not oh, such man. a flake. I need a so- oh, that's me too. My <laughs> husband is solid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you worrying about that for? <laughs> <laughs> you're overthinking, Tanya. Mm-hmm, you're overthinking. Mm-hmm. Getting a bit obsessive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so th- your prayer life has changed, and, and now you say you love to pray. Yeah. I think I did and, love and to pray. Yeah. Motherhood that's. Yeah, I would definitely say that motherhood began that. Again, it didn't, I wouldn't, it was a marker, but it wasn't my big marker of really kind of gaining an understanding of God. But I was, it like opens a relationship when you talk to God, mm. I think. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's going, oh, yeah. And it, it kind of tells God that I want you mm. to come in. Like we have mm. to give him permission to do work in our lives and it's sort of when you've got a prayer life it's going uh, uh, I'm open to what you've got for me and it's even if you're really um tiptoeing like dipping your toes in it's still it's that softness Mm. of your heart yes he's such a respectful father isn't he yes he is yeah he never just no barges on in there and takes over flips your life upside down (laughs) sometimes normally normally you fast for or you need you need rescuing yeah and and then you you're grateful yeah um and so so baby number one appeared yeah and then you thought yep we're gonna go again (laughs) baby number two yeah so i think like obviously we went through the the major change of having a first baby that is significant mm-hmm. but sort of like a couple of months in I was like oh yeah I've got the hang of this a couple of months <laughs> yeah, it took me a little bit longer <laughs> I mean I'm significantly older than you <laughs> I didn't refresh so quickly <laughs> I know when I look back now at um like photos and things I'm like oh I did bounce back I didn't bounce back as well. <laughs> Follow, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I did the same thing. It's baby number two. When, you know, there's a photo of me about three days after she was born and I look like like the shrieking skull. I look terrible. I thought, how are you still alive? <laughs> the life literally came out of you. Yeah. <laughs> how we love. Oh, dear, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then sort of the thought of, oh, well, if it takes a little while to get pregnant then I mean we may as well just start trying again Mm. um and so when Harvey was nine months I fell pregnant again and I mean that was a a bit of a shock I think (laughs) I wasn't really expecting it to happen um but that was okay I mean pregnancy for me isn't fabulous but we got on okay Um, and then when my second came out, she sort of came out screaming and didn't really stop. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, she was a different child, I could tell. And um, she was in a hip brace for hip dysplasia. And she, I think that really bothered her mm. um, because she screamed all the time. Mm. And you could just see she was in pain, like from her, her stomach. She was, she was just very, very irritable. And, um, yeah, that lasted a long time, actually. And to be real, it, it does. Her personality is sensitive. Mm -hmm. And um, so that also plays into it. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that was really difficult. And I think when you're a mother, you kind of just have to keep going. Yeah. So there's not actually that much time to think of, to stop it and go, Oh, I'm not coping very well. I think I'll put a few things into place to help. You yeah, know, it's yeah. just, you just got to keep going. Mm. Um, and so I think I kept going and look, everyone thought I was doing very well from the outside. Mm. It looks very like, Oh, you're doing such a great job. Yeah. I don't, I think all mothers know that what it looks like from the outside is not necessarily what's going on. No on the inside or inside your home or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think I was very much a shell of a human. Mm. Um, and yeah, I then felt unwell. Mm. So I, I think what happened was I was already completely depleted yeah. in every sense. And then I got glandular fever I sort of was in bed for a month or so and then I think I never really properly recovered. Mm. Was it hard to allow yourself to rest through that? Yes. I really, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it really. And there's not real, like you can't rest how you probably need to rest. Mm. Like there's, you're always going to get up for your children. Mm. I wouldn't, yeah, you, you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's just very unfortunate timing of that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I suppose it sort of knocked me right back and ended up with chronic fatigue for almost two years. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was a difficult time. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Did you find that there was a provision for help? through that did you find that you had to actually make requests of people or um yeah well I'm very fortunate to have a mother who is close to me lives close to me and she was very helpful um my husband is fantastic and he was also very helpful but mm. you know he had to work as well yeah. <laughs> um I definitely had people around me that were very supportive and um, helped as well. Yeah, I think when you've got like a long-term thing, it's very tricky mm. because it's like, are you better yet? Yeah. Or... <laughs> Can I go now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really, I did struggle with maybe letting people know that I still needed help. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it's not just coming to God, it's coming to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. That difficulty there. Yeah, and it's kind yeah. of like facing reality. Mm. <laughs> it's going, hold on. Like, one, 
you don't, no one would expect you to do this by yourself. Mm. Why do you think that you have to do this all mm. by yourself and sort of stick it out? But also, yeah, I think I did lose a bit of the fact that God was available to me. Mm-hmm. I sort of probably um, shut down a lot because it feels like anything extra was too, like was exerting too much energy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny yeah. how, I mean, you said, you said further on in the, in the notes mm. that you gave me about this, how um, coming to God seems like just another thing mm. to do sometimes. Yeah. But you said when I open the Bible and actually read it, I'm so excited to be reading the Bible again. Yeah. I've had exactly the same thing. It's like, it's like, it's like a bowl of porridge. Someone says, "Do you want a bowl of porridge?" I go, <laughs> "Not really. I'd like a cake, please." <laughs> yes. But when you start eating it, your body goes, "Yes, this is what we need," you know. Yes. And and you find yourself eating it, maybe whatever whatever yes. it is. Yes, these good foods. nourishing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I find that with the Bible, I start mm. to read, and I go, "Oh." How did I ever I love put you down? Thing. <laughs> yes. Right. Everything is so good. Yeah. But why does it feel that way? I don't know why there's that sort of that block. I think it's just that that lie that we mm. get whispered into our ear that God wants something from you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be draining to you. You're not going to feel refreshed after mm. it. And it's an absolute lie. Mm. because all the time the nature of God and it says come to me Mm. if you're weary yeah and I will give you rest it's not yeah he's not going and I will give you something to do yeah (laughs) and I will tell you how to fix it I'll give you a pep talk and get you back (laughs) on your feet he says I'll give you rest yes yeah yeah but it's almost as if we can't allow ourselves to rest I mean what you were saying there was about um you you have to get up for your children. Yes. And I know I know what you're talking about there. You can't you can't not yes. get up for your children. But how much more so God? Yeah. If we cry out to him, he's not going to not get up for us. Absolutely. Because he's he's the perfect perfect yeah. full full. He has he lacks nothing. He has no reservations or I'll get back to you. Yes. when I'm free yeah or that text that never gets answered <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah 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 you talked about your prayers at home becoming little squeaks for help <laughs> yeah you know? yeah and you talked about the difference between to between big prayers and, and little prayers but I wonder I mean is there any such thing as a small prayer mm. when you when you said that I was thinking about Stephen you know, when he's stoned, all he says is, um, this is Act 760, he says, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Mm. And then he fell asleep. Mm. That was that was a tiny prayer, mm. but it's so, such a massive thing to say in the context of where he was. Mm. And I suppose that's what you, most of the prayers you see in the Bible are just very One simple. They're, they're displays of faith. Mm. Because it's, yeah, I was just reading today in Mark the man with leprosy says, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal me. Mm. It's like, it's a statement of faith. It's coming to him and, and um, going, I know that you are the one who can help me right now. Yeah. And it's, if you're willing, like it's, it's that statement of faith and the humbly 
if you would help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you yeah. Can, yeah. Not if you can, but if you, if you want yes, to. Yes, yeah. I know you can. Yeah. So, no, I guess not. <laughs> There's prayers for all seasons and all yeah. situations, yeah. I guess, isn't there? Yeah. I wonder if that, you know, the, the nature of motherhood, it sort of reduces everything to necessity, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, it crystallises yeah. what we need to say. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, gets rid of the unnecessary things. <laughs> the justifications. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which we're probably talking, you know, for our own benefit. Mm-hmm. And you've talked about that too as, as prayer has become a, a learning tool for you to teach your children about God. Mm. How does that take shape for you and your family? Yeah, I love praying with my children. My children are, my eldest children are five and six, so they love to pray too. And so just being able to pray in a way that is actually very healthy for me too, to be praying who God is, like it's, thank you, Lord, that you are going to be with us Mm. throughout this day because you promise to never leave us. Or when they're going to sleep, thank you, Lord, that you never leave these children Mm. because you're always there. You don't sleep. You are with them. You watch over them. You know, it's, it's, it's in thanking God for who he is and what he does. It's sort of like reiterating those promises to my children so that they know his character Mm. when they think about him. Mm. And um, I see that come out when they pray, um, which is really nice. They, They pray as if, like, we, I thank you that you are going to look after us today. Mm. Like, you know, as adults, we can often sort of go along our journey and then find out we're going, can you please help me today? Can you please be with me today? But they're from a stance of going, no, God is always with us. So Mm. thank you that he, thank you that you're always going to be with us. You know, it's like that, just the shift in, um, yeah, just how we see things. And it's, yeah, it's kind of special to be able to sort of learn from each other Mm. and um that definitely happens that that spontaneous prayer Mm. sometimes we'll just be sitting doing our thing and then one of them will just start praying right it's like well that's the work of the spirit isn't it it's like something needs to be prayed for that's right because mostly children (laughs) don't do someone who is available (laughs) Yeah. yeah and mostly children don't do what you ask them to do yeah yeah. So when they do things spontaneously, you tend to sit up and listen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But how do we lose that? Mm. You know, where does it where does it go? Because at some point we start to we sort of well, maybe not everyone, but mm. m- many people get to a point where they start the form of the prayer changes to Can mm. you please mm. do this? What is it that mm. that happens in our life? I mean, you and I were talking before we we started about what we would do to kill a dog 
if they were to attack, if, if a dog yes. were to attack yeah. mm. our children. At no point, I realised just now, at no point in that conversation did either of us say, we would pray to God that we wouldn't be attacked by a dog. Because we are fearless <laughs> warriors. You know, you're going for the jaws, I'm going for the legs. We're, you know, yes. preparing to be bitten. Mm. Yeah, but nothing's going to happen to those kids. <laughs> something something alters, doesn't it? Mm. And I'm wondering if it's as we become, as we become less tied maybe to our parents. Because mm. mm-hmm. children are right there with us and we're right there with them. They're, mm. they're, they're expecting their parents to be there all the time. Yes, true. But we sort of, we, we kind of, on an elastic, aren't we? We kind mm. of pull away and come back. And it's yep. almost the same with God as well. We pull away mm-hmm. and come back. Mm. And it is, I find that maybe when we are relying on ourselves, we, we ask God to help us with certain things mm. because we've got the rest. It's like sometimes if we're doing it in our own um strength we can go oh god can you just help me with this but really we've got a lot of other things that we're holding close Mm. like we are still aware of our weaknesses but we need to have it all out and when you really um i don't know when you just really feel surrounded by the presence of god you just know that he is so good and then sort of I don't know you, you your language just does change mm. because you know about him mm. and yet and if you've been reading about him you can be like well I've just read about you so I know that you are going to have this under control mm. or whatever it is so I think you just your language changes and your posture changes not from I'm here and you're over there and I just need you to pop in and help me along my way like yeah god wants all of us yeah. and he wants him to be central so when we sort of ask like eh, can you help it's sort of like we're here and he's there it's yeah. not like it loses that kind of connection i mm. think i was wondering if it was suffering because you know i was thinking well kids most kids you know in the first two or three years have not been aware or had you know, an understanding of, mm. of, of anything really bad mm-hmm. going on. That's not true for a lot mm-hmm. of children, but generally. And and then life happens and we have bad experience. But actually, when you talk to people who've been through suffering, mm-hmm. it doesn't tend to drive them away from God. It tends mm. to draw them to him. Mm-hmm. So if it's not, you know, bad circumstances, mm. I wonder if what it actually is, is planning and time. Because mm. you said you were you were purposeless, Mm. In, a, in one sense, but but you knew you wanted to be a mum. Mm. And you didn't really have a plan around that. You just mm. were going to be a mum. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, your your story of waiting for children, you've not said that you were in any kind of real anguish over that. No. You didn't really have a plan for it. You yes. Just, you just knew that that was the outcome that you wanted. Yeah. And maybe that's actually a better way to be. Mm. Maybe it's our, our panic about time. Yes, yes. That causes the disconnect. Yes. Because you think of Definitely. Jesus, he just had time. He had time, didn't he? Yeah. For whatever happened that day. Mm-hmm. And it's being content. I think that's... I think that's just, Children um, have no plan either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's that lesson, like motherhood, I feel, is constantly 
sort of giving you these two options of being content or being not content, (laughs) wishing things were different or wishing time away or waiting for kids to get older or so you can do other things or, Mm. you know, it's like this discontentment of now or we can be really content and that changes our posture as well, doesn't it? Because it's... What are the blessings today? Yeah. 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 And it... Yeah. And it just brings God into your day mm. right now. Sort of that kind of... It's small. It's Our lives are small in terms of, you know, maybe our impact on the outside or whatever, but they're really significant to God and to infinite value. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. he says we're worth as much as Jesus, then yeah. we must be of infinite value. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. You can find out more about the show, our guests, and subscribe and download through all our channels by visiting thegospelaccordingtomum.com. In part two of my conversation with Rachel, we discuss the refining nature of motherhood and what its emotional and spiritual value may be for women. Alongside this, we reflect on the value of building the foundations for meaningful family relationships and what it may mean to gamble with those choices. In the meantime, be encouraged, friend, and remember the God who taught you to love will not leave you as you walk with Him more and more at your own pace. I'm Tanya Reason, and you've been listening to The Gospel According to Mum. Till next time.